opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. You're listening to... K-C-I... 88.9 FM. Irvine. 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 Friend us on Facebook at KUCI FM and Twitter at KUCI FM. KUCI. Talk, music, and more. Hi there, you're listening to Get the Funk Out, a new show here at KUCI. I'm your host, Janine. And in the show, we're going to explore how creativity is so important in people's lives. Whether you're new to creativity or you've always had it in your life, creativity is essential, especially in this day and age. People are losing their jobs or they've been out of work a long time and they might be starting a second chapter in their life. And whether they're writing a book, picking up an instrument, doing something new in their lives, we're going to explore how people are being creative for the first time or continuing to be creative lifelong. And I've got a whole variety of guests who will share with you how essential it is to find the time to be creative, whether it's finding a little pocket of time to write a book, or maybe you want to work on a film, or you want to learn how to play the drums. You know, it doesn't matter what age and what stage of life you are, it's just essential. Hi, this is Charlie Visnick, and you're listening to Get the Funk Out on KUCI 88.9 FM Irvine. It's my pleasure to welcome to this week's Get the Funk Out show, Charlie Visnick of TheBroll.com. Hi, Charlie. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Good, good. I thought what you did was so cool with TheBroll.com. I wanted to have you on the show and share this whole creative thing you had going on for a year. Could you talk about that? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, I uh, decided to take on the challenge of doing one creative thing a day and blogging about it. So it was, uh, you know, thinking of something creative to do, doing it, and then documenting it and writing about it. And uh, it was a, it was a pretty intense experience. How did you come up with this idea, Charlie? Because most people, I mean, that, that's that's a really cool thing, but that's a toughie for a year. I uh, saw another blog. It's been done before. Uh, I saw as another uh, fellow named uh, Marcus Fisher. He's got a blog called Dust Breeding. He did a creative thing uh, a day for a year, and mm-hmm. I don't know. Just the the fact seeing that it kind of like a uh, it's, it's something that I felt like I could do. I've always felt like a it, it kind of was going to be a creative outlet for me. Mm-hmm. The other thing I wanted to do was uh, I was I uh, was looking to quit smoking, and I thought maybe I would like you know. To tie the two together and right. uh, try to try to use the creative thing as like a vent for yes. my withdrawals or something. Right, put all your energy that you you know and divert your thoughts of smoking into that. That's a good thing. Yeah, and it worked for a little while, but I ended up uh, breaking down and smoking on like day fifty. <laughs> oh no, you caved from the pressure. I caved. Yeah, yeah. Tell me, because you have a very interesting uh, professional background. What is it that you do? Uh, I'm, I'm a video editor. I, oh, I guess the, I, I'm an editor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I um, work on uh, Disney publicity materials. I, I edit together like TV spots and also some of the bonus features on DVDs and stuff. I've been there 12 years. Nice. Uh, with the same company. That's yeah, a lot of pressure right there. 
Well, yeah, it's a, the job is a, it, it, it goes in cycles where it could be really quiet for a while, and then all of a sudden you're, like, working overnight every night, and sure. uh, you're working towards a deadline. Yeah. Sounds like it's very creative and fun, though. It is a creative environment. The funny thing is I couldn't really blog about anything that I work on because everything that I work on is, is sensitive material that, sure. you know, you know, only released until later. So that was one of those things where I was like, I'm doing something creative right now, I guess, but like that's not that's not gonna fly. Right. Right. So I gotta go for something else. And it's interesting because you would think you wouldn't have much left, you know, as far as energy level at the end of the day after you spent all this time doing that, but it sounds like you had to tap into something else that was eating away at you. Something you just wanted to maybe do different things. Yeah, I think that's I think that's part of it. I uh, um, ever since I was a kid, um, I wanted to. Well, actually, since I was a kid, I wanted to be an animator. I thought I was going to be an animator from like you know six years old until wow. some years in high school, and then I I changed my mind at the in while I was in high school when I started making movies, and I decided I I wanted to, you know, the, the, I really just wanted to make moments that I'd see in cartoons that uh, really. Uh, translated well to filmmaking and so i i've always wanted to be a filmmaker or make movies and i've always enjoyed that and um and at the time that i decided to start this blog i felt sort of like uh well i'm um you know if i were to tell the six-year-old me that i was editing disney stuff the mm-hmm. six-year-old me would be super pumped about it but yeah. at that point you're like uh, i feel a bit stagnant and uh i need to invigorate myself because of the fact that you know when you want to become a filmmaker you have to sort of sacrifice a lot in your daily life and I don't have anything that I can sacrifice I have a daughter and mm-hmm. a wife and a house and I can't I can't drop everything and and go pursue a, a filmmaking career sure. unless my parent unless my wife and my family want to <laughs> live completely poor and or right. poor with my mom right uh, <laughs> so uh so this is like a challenge to think you know I and, and I'm always the my uh, my interests are always going from one thing to another. I'm very interested in technology. I'm very interested in music. I'm very interested in multimedia video. Um, and uh, I'm one of those guys that I would love. Uh, I've never been good at math, but I've, I've always wished that I could, like, you know, understand electronics to the point of, like, yeah, I want, I want to build a guitar pedal or something right. interesting like that. I, I, I know what's happening inside. Sure. But, um this is really uh, yeah, interesting so, to me. Let me. I don't mean to interrupt for a second, but I, no I want to go back to, you're six years old. What inspires you to want to be an animator and then do films? What Was there some something that influenced you as a child? I think it was just the moments in the movies that I loved so much. Mm-hmm. Just like, you know, different shots in the, in the films. I mean, I, I wanted to be an animator because I loved the cartoons, mm-hmm. and I drew a lot. So mm-hmm. I, And I found myself drawing similarly, you know, picking up, the style of the Disney cartoons and Chuck Jones was my hero. So oh, I, I used to draw, I used to um, try to try to draw like Chuck Jones, you know? So a lot of my drawing styles, I've only, of course, like, you know, there's fine artists and I've only taken my art to the level of like, you know, cartoons. But uh, uh, at the same time, uh, yeah, that's, the, and, and when I went to filmmaking, I realized that, you know, I, I thought to myself, I'm probably, you know what I really want to do is create these memorable characters. You know these characters that you that you love. And yes. I thought, you know, I I don't know if I want to draw the same drawing over and over again. You know, maybe maybe I'm not cut out for that. And then when I kind of discovered editing with a I, my my parents' video camera, I'd borrow another friend's video camera and I'd connect them up and and do some edits and 
you know, mix music with it. And mm-hmm. when I discovered editing, I think I realized that I was sort of satisfying that that creative urge to like create these moments, you know, these cuts and these, these little moments. That's great. I can see definitely seeing you doing commercials and trailers and things like that. Yeah, it's uh, it's all about editing and wishes. Yeah. No, it's great. And, it, and you know, with even commercials, I, I love watching commercials um, and get my kids into it. You know, there's a beginning, middle, and end kind of thing. And uh, the, sometimes the message just completely grabs you, whether it's humor or something touching. I think that you can get a little jaded, too, because working in the publicity industry or working in, in anything dealing with marketing, it's you kind of get like a... There's a there's a little cynic inside of you that's and and any editor you know you get a little delirious in in, in the long hours that mm-hmm. there's a there's a there's a cynic inside of you when it comes to working with uh, publicity material. Oh sure, oh sure, absolutely. You know it I, it kills me my my daughter comes up to me you know I'm barely awake on a weekend morning grabbing my coffee and she's like. We got to get blah 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 because you know it's new and improved and it's gonna. She sounds like the commercial. I'm like, honey, they're sucking you in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Relax. <laughs> Take a breath. Walk away from the TV. <laughs> so tell me how this all went down with with 365 days. Was it really hard to come up with new ideas? It was. Uh, it was. It was scary at first because I didn't know whether or not I was going to be, you know, inspired enough to create something. And then there was the effort aspect, which was like whether or not I was going to have the energy to do it. And, uh, but, but at the time I had, um, built it up so much. I, I decided I, you know, I'm going to quit smoking and start this blog on this date. And it was like a month ahead. So it was sort of a rev up and I was kind of ready to go, you know, Amazing. but eventually, you know, 365 days is a lot of days and mm-hmm. you, you eventually kind of go, oh man, like you go in cycles. You, you start feeling like, oh, this is really good. Like I'm doing good stuff. And then you go, wait a second, I'm exhausted. And like, what am I going to do? Um, but it's it, surprisingly, you know, a lot of the last minute things were some of the most satisfying things. Like you know? what? Like what? Can you share some of those? Yeah, for example, you know, the whole idea that like when I'm at work and I'm, I'm seeing something on the internet, uh, I'll actually think to myself, okay, I'm going to do that when I get home. Oh. Rather than just seeing it on the internet and going, oh well, that's that's a really cool piece of art that that guy made. Um, I'm trying to remember the guy's name. I think his name is Thomas Allen. There's a guy that does uh, cuts out uh, pulp novel book covers mm-hmm. and then um, puts them into uh, three dimensional situations. And so uh, that was mm-hmm. one of those things. I saw that and I I knew I had some old sci fi books in my in my um, my my book collection that I thought well, I'll cut them up, you know. So mm-hmm. I I made a three dimensional book cover. Um, nice. Other things that were last minute were I was you know driving home and I was thinking about um, William Tell the the classic you know bow and arrow with the apple on your head mm-hmm. and I, and I had recently got seen a link to an artist that played with food that did like you know put mm-hmm. food in human situations so that was one of those ones where I thought that's going to be easy I'll just go home I'll like carve an apple I'll make it stand on some legs and. <laughs> and uh, do the whole thing, and, and and it took me hours, and I was up until like two a.m. Oh my gosh, know, setting this thing up. But but it was actually one of those ones that was really satisfying because the next day when I had it up on the blog, it was like, yeah, I, I just I did that last night. That was, it was strange that I did that, but at the same time, I got a strange satisfaction out of out of doing it. Now, what what did you get any support? Like your coworkers were they excited to hear what you did the night before? Yeah, it was cool. The um, 
it became sort of commonplace, though, after a certain amount of time because of the fact that I've been doing it for uh, almost a year. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like certain days were highlights and certain days were, were you know, nothing special. Mm-hmm. Certain days were straight out failures, you know. But, um, but uh, yeah, and, and uh, yeah, so, yeah, my, my, my coworkers were, were checking out the blog pretty regularly. Nice. It gave us uh, something to talk about and, and also, like, you know, what are you doing tonight? You know? Right. What are you making tonight? <laughs> now, what about your wife? Did she Was she getting involved and in coming up with ideas, or was she like, oh, my gosh, what are you up to now? <laughs> it was a mixture of both. <laughs> she, did get, she did get involved in a couple of them, and at the same time, some of them were, oh, man, I can't wait till this blog ends, right. you know. You're playing with raspberries and apples till 2 a.m.? Come on, honey. <laughs> the truth is it's not so different than normal because uh, most of the time I'm usually working on something for myself between 11 and 2 a.m. Oh, you are. And, and that is actually what I figured out is how, how to, you know, when, when you place all this stuff. is If you work a job and have a family and you want to do something for yourself, mm-hmm. for example, I want to become a filmmaker. Yes. I, I don't have any doubt that I'll become a filmmaker, but I'm, I'm not rushing to get there. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I, I, if, I, if I have a project that I want to make, I know that between 11 and 2 a.m., that's, that's when I, I need to focus on it. And, uh, you know, schedule if I need to. You know, schedule a shoot that can happen on a particular day. But okay, now sleep. You don't get a lot of sleep. Uh, I don't get a lot of sleep yeah, generally, but uh, I'm um, a fairly. I've gotten fairly used to it. I All get right. about five to six hours of sleep. But I know you get pumped when you when you have that time alone. You know, you get pumped and you just go for it. Yeah, there's a certain point where uh, yeah, you you could be getting. You know, I get tired around nine o'clock, like everybody else, but mm-hmm. then once work past that and if what you're working on is is uh exciting to you then then all of a sudden 2 a.m rolls around and you're like i gotta i gotta get to sleep how do yes. i how do i get myself to sleep right right you're not dreaming of apples and films and <laughs> making what, things that? i don't know how you let your mind rest with all those thoughts of your blog and okay you know what's next yeah, it's funny how how often I really didn't know what I was going to do very very shortly before I actually did something. A lot of times I'd just be like, "All right, I'm going to cut up some paper or, you know, um uh do something with some software." Software uh the the Monome is an object that I it's an open hardware device. I've been I've been a part of that community on the online community. Tell me what it so, is again, Charlie. What is it? It's a, it's it's a basically it's called a Monome and it's a box of buttons basically. It's an open source hardware controller. Mm-hmm. And uh, all the applications made for it are made by the community. Um I I have one of my own applications that I've made for it previous to the 365 days of creativity, but the um that that was like a kind of a there was the fallback uh the fallback projects when you're when you when you have to do something creative and you're exhausted mm-hmm. you know what do i do well some of them would be you know do something with the monome take a sound and then and then change it uh, another thing i would do is i had a little music box that i would um compose little uh tunes uh, we just punch out the paper and uh and you, you you know make a make a song and I'd record it and put it up on the on the blog. Um, a lot of times I would work in a 3D program just just to get you know practice you know mm-hmm. mess around do a tutorial. Um, those were the usual fallbacks. And then I also have a um, a synthesizer, a modular synthesizer, which is like a patch a patch bay, and I'll make a patch. If that that's especially if I'm exhausted, I'll go to the modular because 
because that is actually kind of like a relaxing experience. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Now, musical instruments. Do you, you play guitar? I mess around a little bit. I ne- I've never been uh, as good as any of my friends. Most of my friends are much more talented than I am at playing the guitar, but I've always been a technical person. So uh, uh, a lot of times I'll I'll bring the uh, recording equipment or uh, and and with for, and for guitar it's like anything I ever do. It's like I I'll take it to this level mm-hmm. and then I'll get bored with it and then I'll do something else and then you know a year later I'll I'll go back to the guitar and try to get a little better. All right. Well, uh, at least you're not giving it up. No, I never figure I'm ever giving it up. It's it's more like uh, I need I I um I have to have other things to I guess I don't know. Can, it sounds like obviously your life has always been filled with creativity, and I can't even imagine your life not having that as an outlet. You'd probably be smoking four packs a day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, luckily I'm not smoking anymore. Oh, good. Congratulations. Yeah, I, I did quit. I, I, I started smoking on day 50. I, I I confessed it on day 75, and then like day 118, I around day 118, I think, because I, I bought a pack, had mm-hmm. a smoke, thrown the pack out the window. Good, good. So there was a few times that I had one cigarette and throw the pack out. But, yeah, uh, yeah around day 118, I quit again, and I haven't smoked since. So good for good. you. Good for you. But, but, yeah, what was your question? I'm sorry. Would you say that um, this whole project is something you would recommend? You know, not everybody has to do the 365-day blog, but did it help you at times if you were in a funk at work or something was going wrong? Did it help you, you know, deal with something a little bit better? It completely boosted my confidence when it came to, you know, whether or not questions of whether or not I could do something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it, I think I would totally recommend anybody to do it. I mean, I think anybody, even if you don't feel like you're creative, uh, to, to try it because at the same time, uh, there is a, you just be surprised, you know, it's not as hard as it sounds. The hardest part was posting the blog, you know, the, the hardest part was writing. Really? Yeah, because um, I'm I have a tendency to want to like describe every detail of like oh you know and during this pro you know during yeah. process I had these ideas and and so I'll I'll try to remember those ideas so that you know a lot of I a lot of my projects or my creative things are jumping off from a previous creative thing. I see. So you know I'll, if I make a piece of audio, mm-hmm. uh, I might make something out of that audio later. I see. You know, or, yeah. It's but yeah, I, I was totally. It was a big confidence booster, and I, I sort of uh, have the the, the 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 thought that I I really you know I've definitely gotten into the um, maker, uh, what do you call it, the maker subculture. I, I, I want to make things like I, I now I feel more inclined to make something mechanical. You know, make my own wooden gears, mm-hmm. make a clock or automata or you know interesting things like that. Just. Wow. Now, are you showing your daughter some of these things? Is she like, wow, Dad? Yeah, she, my daughter is still like at that point where she's 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 two and a half, and she loves mm-hmm. dresses. So <laughs> pretty soon, pretty soon she, she she sees a little bit. I've I've I did a recently did a macro of a video uh, with these iron filings and using a magnet. I saw uh, that today. I went on filing. Facebook. I saw you posted that. I was like, wow. Between the music and the visuals, how did you do that? 
Yeah, that was just uh, that that one. I actually spent a long time not, not sure what I was going to film. What it is is basically it's called it's a little get together we have once a month. Oh, we 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 did it for the summertime. We're taking a break from it now, but it's called morning music and coffee consumption. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it was created by another fellow, a friend of mine on the internet, who uh, we became friends because he started doing a creative thing a day as well. He's in Florida. He's much more musically inclined. He's a very talented musician. Has mm-hmm. has um, a band and everything and. Uh, he started it, and uh, I decided to do it with him. And wh- I'd take one day of the month, and he'd take another day of the month. And you just invite your friends over on a, on a morning, usually a Sunday morning. And uh, I I bring all the instruments out, put them all on the lawn, um, and bring my you know the microphones and set it up for recording. And we all have coffee and hang out and make music and and it's very relaxed and loud, loud, a lot. And I have a lot of like you know toys like I've. Uh, I have weird electronic gizmos that I've built using um, kits and stuff like that. So like, it's very open for people that have no musical abilities. Can I come? Like, you know, I mean, I play guitar. I, you know, I could do something. <laughs> Absolutely. Everybody's invited. I'd love to. Yeah, and then afterwards you make a video, you make a little something, you, you cut the, the recordings into some sort of shorter version, into a song, and then uh, usually there's some sort of visual element. And it could be simple. I mean, most of the time... A lot of times, you know, it's just like one shot, and you have like a shot going through the whole song. Mm-hmm. Since I'm, I'm, I'm a little more, um, you know, I, I love the visual aspects of things. I, I end up like kind of going a little crazy and want to make them, you know, amazing or whatever. So, <laughs> yeah, the iron filings was, uh, it was just a very cool. I, I, I filmed them in, in macro. They looked, they looked really interesting, like pine trees or something. Yeah. And then the second day, I decided to make a little electromagnet, um, looked it up on the Internet, how electromagnets are built, and then um, hooked it up to my modular and sent uh, electrical pulses at the iron filing. So it was like I could control the speed at which they moved. And yeah, it, was, it, was, it was a good shoot. It felt good. You know, you could teach a class on creativity. I, you could really, you could have students, like, coming up with interesting ideas, and I could completely see this. Yeah, I definitely have uh, looked up. You know, I'm, I'm constantly thinking. I've, you know, I've, I've been working on a film that uh, which deals with Milliez, and uh, Milliez is a filmmaker from France, and he's like the ultimate in DIY. I mean, he's he's known, you know, for his, his he's most famous for the film Trip to the Moon, mm-hmm. and uh, he's just an innovator of his time. You know, he he uh, apparently he uh, he used to send his films to France and to the USA. And uh, at the point that he he realized like he hated making these copies of his films because they always lost quality, so he right. he just he built his own camera, and it oh. had two it had two lenses, and he'd just crank them and uh, he'd be making two copies of the film. But what he didn't realize at the time was that he was making the very first three D movie. Brilliant. Oh. Yeah, and uh, but just the, the I love the 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 innovation of, of that. And how long ago was this? Was he doing this? It was 1902. Oh, come on. No, 1902, wow. yeah. So way back, he had no idea, and look what he was doing. Yeah, and it's just that, that tendency to think, like, well, I can just do it myself. And mm-hmm. seeming to be, you know, more uh, of it, it's possible nowadays. It, it's a, it always seems a little more expensive to do it yourself. But in the end, uh, you know. It's creating. It, it, it's it, it, yeah, it's, it's a little more satisfying. In oh, the end. sure. Absolutely. 
Now tell me what happened when you were done with the blog. How did you feel? Where did it go? What what happened? It was great. Um, the blog ended in a little art gallery opening, a little art show. Uh, I ended up uh, halfway through it. I was like, how am I going to end this? You know, how am I going to get this to like? Because I, I really kind of it it. it it drove me to try to make things even better. And I, and every time, because the moment I even, you know, started getting comments on the blog and knew that there was even like an audience looking at the blog, mm -hmm. I kind of like uh, the, the showman in, in me wanted to like, you know, step it up and step it up and make it better and do something more crazy or whatever. And uh, so I decided to try to like, you know, I'm going to do it as the end it in an art gallery. And so I, I luckily, I mean, I, I'm from Fullerton. I know some people that live out here and, I know a guy that owns a gallery, and I emailed him. I told him I described what my show would be like, you know, 365 things and objects and uh, installations, like a, a harmonograph table with a record player as the drawing surface. And, mm -hmm. you know, people could, could play with audio installations, and I'd have videos set up so that people could trigger videos with Wait, the Can you back up a second? I'm trying to get my brain around that. Tell me what that does, actually, with a record player as a drawing table. Yeah, harmonograph table is uh, basically it's a three pendulum harmonograph table. It has it's a table that I built that uh, has three pendulums on it, and right. um, the oh. two of the pendulums connect together with an arm, and that arm holds a pen. Right. And then the third pendulum is actually a drawing surface. Okay. And when you swing them, they create these beautiful mathematical, you know, uh, geometric patterns. That depending on the 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 music that you're playing on the record player. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. It's the 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 pendulums themselves swing. Okay. And 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 the they move the pen and the drawing surface swings gotcha. and that and so basically it's drawing a picture. Nice. And and it's usually uh, if you if you can if you get the weights to be in sync with each other so that the swing frequencies are, are matching mm -hmm. or at least in harmony with each other. Yes. Then you'll get these amazingly beautiful pictures. Uh, out of it, and uh, the other thing that I did was um, through a comment from somebody that I'd got, uh, somebody left a comment. I, I found an old record console in the alley, and I stripped of it, stripped it of its parts. Mm -hmm. And uh, a person following the blog commented, said, "You know, I said, tell me what I should do with this stuff." And one guy said, "You should make a harmonograph table and use the record player as a surface." And I, mm -hmm. so I did. I, I, I made the, the 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 drawing surface of the harmonograph table can also spin. And I can control the speed of the spin, and so I can make these sort of spiraling harmonograph drawings. Are pictures of this up on your blog? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm actually going to post some. I'm, I've I've recently um, found uh, because the spinning is is quite hard to to um, find harmony with the swing. Mm -hmm. So I've found a, a technique that I've, I've been able to actually produce some pretty. Pretty beautiful drawings from from with with the rotation as well. So I'm I'm probably going to be posting some of those drawings fairly nice, soon. Nice. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to be back more with Charlie Visnick of thebroll.com. I find this scientifically fascinating. You're listening to KUCI Irvine. Disengage this computer now. Broadcasting at 88.9 FM. Hello, computer. And on the web at KUCI.org. The most reliable computer ever made. And streaming through iTunes. Don't expect any mercy during the Great Robot Wars. And Peter Radio brought to you by machines. Returning to normal broadcast in 3, 2, 1.
This entire piece of music was played with only two instruments, a right hand and a left hand. Hands can do incredible things, but nothing compares to using them to help save a life with hands-only CPR. If an adult suddenly collapses, call 911, then push hard and fast in the center of their chest until help arrives. Hands-only CPR is recommended by the American Heart Association, and it's incredibly easy and effective. Find out more about this latest method of CPR at handsonlycpr.org. The power to help save a life is in your hands. A message from the American Heart Association and the Ad Council. Mommy, I can't sleep. How about a glass of milk? That's gross. Well, count sheep or something. Mommy, you can do better than that. Well, do you have any other ideas? Oh, I know. I can listen to KUCI 88.9. Cool. That's exactly what I'm doing. Friend us on Facebook at KUCI-FM and follow us on Twitter at KUCI-FM. Here's Day 29 from Charlie Visnick's 365 Days of Creativity blog called B-Roll.com. He and his friend Jeff get together regularly and record music, and this time they just happen to turn it out a little better than other nights. On day 302 of Charlie Visnick's blog, B-Roll.com, 365 Days of Creative Things He Did, he created a track using a couple of samples through the mononome using an app called Grainslide. Here it is. back with Charlie Visnick from the B-Roll.com. So, Charlie, you were going to talk about, um, you'd had your exhibit at the museum, mm-hmm. and that was uh, Cal State Fullerton? Uh, it was actually in a place called the Violet Hour um, uh, in Fullerton. There's a little area, Santa Fe, uh, Santa Fe Street, where there's three little galleries that all kind of, kind of joined arms and uh, trying to get some more culture into Fullerton. Nice, nice. And how long did that exhibit last? It was there for the month, but it was uh, one of those things where pretty much don't go there on the weekends to check it out. It was uh, it was good. It was a very surreal experience. I to, bet. Uh, yeah, especially because I don't consider myself a, an artist um, necessarily, and and I felt like that the blog kind of instilled this feeling that okay, like maybe I am an artist, right. even though I'm, I've always been much, much more technically inclined. But well, what you did was very creative, which is art. So, you know, I'm a, I'm also a fan of like uh, people using technology to create art rather mm-hmm. than necessarily having a a function. You I know, see. 
what did you learn about yourself as a result of doing this? That's a good question. I I don't know. I learned I learned that I have the ability to do whatever I want. That's great. <laughs> I mean, I learned that I have the. Uh, I learned about illusions. Mm-hmm. I learned about um, mechanics. I learned about um, uh, photography and um, programming. I learned about programming. I learned about. Uh, I learned about. Um, uh, a bunch of stuff, really. Pretty much um, anything you set your mind to, you did it. Yeah, kind of. I mean, there's still, like I said, I, I've always been horrible at math, and, and there's a, there's like this weird uh, wall that I can't seem to get past. I'm, I'm I always have to, uh, you know, use my phone or my calculator to work out tips, and mm-hmm. you know, I still use my fingers to count with, and um, but at the same time, I. I, I I uh, have an interest, and I, I understand sort of the logic of it. Right. But yeah, when it comes to the actual numbers, I'm I'm, I'm always I'm always feeling like uh, there's a better way, and I don't know how to do it. But um, but uh, but at the same time, it's sort of like if I had this kind of interest when I was in school, I probably would be able to tackle that stuff a lot better. Well, it sounds like you you know there's a, actually a person I think his name was Howard Gardner. He wrote a book about the seven different types of intelligence. And it sounds like you're definitely a visual learner. You know, some people can solve those math problems in their head, and I particularly need things written down or I need something diagrammed or I just like to create. That way I learn. It sounds like, yeah. yeah. I definitely think I'm a visual learner. I, I, I'm always trying to use, like, you know, if I've got some ideas that have a, that, that are complex, I, I usually draw them out and then try to, like, you know, a flow chart or... Mm-hmm sort of a visual way to, to, to see it from a bird's eye view kind of, you know? Right, right. Now, was when you were all done with this, you did your 365 days, on day 366, were you like, oh my gosh, I don't have to do this? Was there kind of like the strange void or letdown or? Yeah, totally. Uh, it was funny though, actually. I got so sick the day after I You're finished kidding. my blog. It was like a... Yeah, I just got. It was actually my birthday too, because oh. I, I I had like decided to quit smoking on my birthday and start mm-hmm. the vlog my birthday. So it all ended on my birthday, and um, and uh, yeah, I was I didn't even celebrate. I mean, I stayed indoors and I I just got sick all of a sudden. Oh, and it's no. like it was almost like my body was waiting for me. You know, so, so the the week of the art gallery, I the the week before the art show opened, I spent like. You know, there's 365, you know, pieces of tape putting all those whole things on the wall. You know, there's a, you know, multiply that by labels and then, you know, and. No one was helping you? You were doing this all by yourself? I, all my friends were helping me. I was really lucky. I was, I had friends that were giving me a hand, like up until the last minute I was, I was still putting things up and, Uh and organizing it. So I think that that, like, uh, that was pretty much like the ultimate like wearing me down. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm ready to take a break and then the moment that I actually it all ended I my body was like, All right, you're gonna get sick now. <laughs> right. You just collapsed. Yeah. But yeah, I was sort of like uh, kinda lost when it came to uh, all right, what do I do now? I guess mm-hmm. uh just um hang out here. And then that urge to document things it was like, Oh, I guess I'm not gonna I don't need to document it anymore yeah. and but yeah, it was uh I feel like I've gotten a little bit of that momentum back now. Why? What are you, are you doing? Something new and different now? 
just working on uh, film and stuff and mm-hmm. working on projects. I have this plan to uh, do – I'm really interested in doing more macros and doing more um, filming. Uh, I have a, I'm going to be doing a be a cameraman for a friend's documentary. We're going out to Death Valley uh, mm-hmm. this week this uh, in October, mm-hmm. and um, I got some experiments I want to do. I mean, the the iron filings kind of made me interested in the um, ice forming, so I'm kind of like looking into how I can film ice forming and the the, the shapes that ice create when you when you actually see it through a, a polarizing filter. Uh-huh. Um, then, um, music videos. I'm always interested in doing more music videos. Uh, I'm doing one for a friend's band. Um, um, more, I'm interested in doing more harmonograph images. I'll probably focus more on, uh, on, uh, writings, you know, maybe a short film or something. I think, I, I think I need to, uh, of course my, my interests are always jumping left and right, but I think I need to, uh, maybe make a little short film. I do have this idea for, a um, improvisational filmmaking that I was thinking about proposing on the internet as well, seeing if others would be involved in uh, doing a sort of collaborative filmmaking idea. Yeah, so generally more filming. I want to do more filming. Mm -hmm. Do you see yourself maybe at a film festival? Sure, I would love to. I mean, I I wouldn't say no. Right, (laughs) right. Where can people find out more information about you, Charlie? Well, they can you know they can go to my blog the b the b roll dot com is uh, how it's spelled and uh, and um, that's pretty much it. I mean, there and you know a lot of people my Vimeo account if you that seems to be more popular almost now than my blog is like uh, the Vimeo videos. <laughs> and you got a bunch of stuff up there on Vimeo. Yeah, uh, Vimeo is. Uh, I've been because I've been focusing more on like you know filming and actually throughout the blog. I, I've videotaped a whole heck of a lot. I mean, I, throughout the 365 days, I made 95 videos. So, I mean, it was wow. like, there were certain days where I was actually like, you know, and I filmed them on the day of the creative project, and I'd edit them the next day, and then do another creative thing. Well, you'd be editing at night, 11 o'clock or 1 o'clock? Yeah, I'd be editing um, in piecemeal all day, and then uh, and then finish it off at night, and mm-hmm. then do something creative. Which was crazy. You must have an awesome wife. I mean, I met her. She's a, she is awesome, but more so. Wow, because you know you have to spend all your time. Did she ever get involved in being next to you while you're going through all these different things? Yeah, more on the physical, tangible stuff. Like mm-hmm. if we would did some sculpting or, um, um, yeah, like paper cutting. We mm-hmm. did that together, and uh, she, I, I, she helped me sew. I mean, I did a, a sewing project where I made a little stuffed animal for my daughter, June. Cute. And so, yeah, she's involved. She definitely, she was, she was very supportive. Mm-hmm. You don't watch TV, do you? No, I don't like watching TV. Yeah. Yeah, because it's passive. It's Yeah, and I end up, like, getting sleepy, right, really quick. And, yeah. And then, it, and then I lose the, um, the, 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 the urge to actually go do something creative. And what about movies? Do you like going to the movies? I love going to the movies, but having a daughter uh, makes it harder to get out to the movies. That's true. We watch a little on demand on the weekends every once in a while, but yeah, we do. We do. We love. We love going to the movies. Right, but if you go with your daughter, it's like you know, gee, 
<laughs> yeah, no, it's, it can't go to the movies we want to go see with my daughter. I know. So got to get the babysitter. Grandma comes out and takes care of her, which is really great. And we get to every once in a while go out and see a movie. That's good. That's good. Well, I wish you the best luck. This has been really, really interesting and very inspiring, you know? Thanks very much. Yeah, I loved having you on the show. So the B-Roll.com, this was Charlie Visnick, and you're listening to Get the Funk Out on KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine. On day 69 of Charlie's Creative Adventures, the idea on this next track was to use a single sample of a voice and create something out of it. He used a sample from a spoken word record for Peter and the Wolf to create this track. The next two tracks go together because Day 110 is an example of one of Charlie Visnick's music box compositions, and Day 133 is how he transformed that recording using the mononome. That's an open-source hardware controller he talked about earlier. It's also an example of how he used the product from one day as a starting point for another day. Thanks for tuning in to Get the Funk Out. If you've got an inspiring story about how you found your way out of your funk through a creative outlet or a new adventure, email me at janine at kuci.org. That's J-A-N-E-A-N-E at kuci.org. I'll see you back here next Monday at 9. Peace out. Peace out.